I have a 401 to protect my cell phone area code. <laughs> so stupid. You may be the word on the street, but I'm the talk of the town. Oh, wow. It's a classic. Now, I do have to say the one thing that I always tell guest co-hosts is hold the mic to your mouth pretend it's a dick. Okay. Perfect. I've practiced. <laughs> <laughs> They're very sensitive mics, guest co-hosts. We like a sensitive mic. We like a sensitive mic. We like a sensitive conversation. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. I'm so excited not only to have back one of my favorite guest co-hosts, but also someone who has been to the Clopus before. Yep, I've been here before. I've been on the pod. This is my fourth time on the pod. Oh, my, you're almost back. at SNL 5. Listen, very excited. where's my jacket? <laughs> It'll be Luann's. Where's my Giovanni jacket? It will be feeling AG on the back of it. Absolutely bedazzled that I will 100% sell for $9 million. Just like Lou. Listen, there's nothing I love more. And it is a rare commodity in these dark days of Zoom. Nothing I love more than recording in person. So I'm so excited to have back someone I love to talk all things Housewives with and so much more. You know him as host of the podcast. We should talk. Welcome back to the P. People's People's Clawfist, Kiki Couch, Gibson John. Thank you for having me back. I, you're right. And being in person is so rare these days. Yes. I record all my interviews over Zoom now, and it's just it's there's something depressing. missing. I know. I don't know if we'll ever, ever go back to fully everything being in person, but this is this is special. See, it used to be pre-COVID that if you were not available to record in person. It wasn't going to happen. We were not going to record. We did not. I mean, I think most people did not know of Zoom. I had never heard of Zoom. Before. I had never heard of Zoom before. <laughs> so I remember it was like the first week when COVID got really bad. I was supposed to record with um, Sweet Baby Dill, Dylan Hafer. And I think it was like we started to realize that something was going terribly wrong. We're like, maybe we should. <laughs> and then just I think there was an adjustment made for a lot of people who are content creators, specifically podcasters. But it does make these moments when we can see each other IRL so sweet. That much better. That much better. Mm. We're just staring into, into each other's know, eyes right I'm now. So into this. <laughs> I have to tell you. So listen, you dropped a little nugget when yeah. you got here to the cloth. What was that nugget? That you recorded with a certain housewife. Yes. We have Dr. Nicole Martin. <gasps> um, we should talk next week for the Miami premiere day. Is the, Miami premiering next week? In one week from today. This is the 1st of December. We're, comes back on the 8th. I watched <gasps> the first three episodes to prepare. You watched the first three? And the first four coming out on premiere day. So, Wait a second. No. Okay. Yes. Wait. No. There, I, yes. I don't know. How, how do we feel about that? Do we feel like it's diluting the brand? I don't like when they drop four at a time, but apparently there's 16 episodes in the season. So, Okay. So that's fine. It, I think we'll be fine. Um, And baby girl. Really? Yeah. Wait a second. So you watched the first three. I watched the We're first three in the past four. 24 hours. We're getting four. The fourth was not available yet for press. Do you but think that's going to be the, do you think that's going to be a divorce? So Is that why I, it wasn't available? I forgot. I'm trying to remember if there's an embargo on any of this. I think um, they they tease a lot throughout the first three. Like it, there's flash forward, flashbacks. <gasps> it, it, it's very there's like a there's a shadow over it and like it's like we're kind of counting down the days until we're getting the moment 
if you guys and saw there's my so face there, right and now, there are so many hints there are like so <gasps> many hints and her it just it, does he record guys. is he doing any more of those super awkward confessionals that were so so we have, awkward i have season? not seen a confessional from lenny but <gasps> or like l star knee i don't want to say his name but Who? I, no i'm saying l up like you know when you do oh, the right, asterisk right, right. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to say his name um enemy number one but uh no he is in a lot of scenes and they like it's kind of <gasps> one of the it's one of those things where you know when they like they're you know, they're teasing what's coming and it's like they sort of linger on it they, they linger on him like his reaction faces to what she says and they they they, they definitely inc- they, they like include things they nor- wouldn't normally have probably included but it's like telling like condescension and like the way he treats her and he definitely there's like a moment where the camera sort of like peers around the corner <gasps> it's in i mean listen miami for me, Ugh. is my favorite franchise right now. Is it? Yeah, I mean, the, I guess it's not on right now, but uh, no, but you in the universe. Yeah, it's, but, it but, exists but, in the universe. Potomac, I love, and I, I, I it has been my favorite the past couple of years. But th- the way that Miami's hitting, it has <gasps> been hitting for the past year and a half for me, like since its return. You guys are screaming! I, I just feel like it's it's hitting it's hitting new age housewives, old school housewives. They're rich AF. They're so rich. We don't spend had, enough talking about how they, rich they are. They've had two seasons now of scandal like a huge big moment but like it feels also grounded in reality it's not like somebody committed a crime it's like thank god there's divorce and there's death but like you know what i mean like it's just i love it wait okay i have so many questions i literally you are blowing my mind because i 100 percent forgot that miami is coming well because it's on peacock so you kind of it's kind of like not and and I, i don't think it should be on peacock but you know, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it wherever I can get it. But do you think that it will ever that they will get maybe better about showing episodes on Bravo during the Peacock season? It's hard because I feel like the whole point is them to get people to right, sign up to for sign Peacock, up. Right, and if right, they right. do, if people know they can just wait one week to see it on Bravo, I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know how that stuff works, but. I love Peacock. <laughs> I love watching my, my shows on Peacock now. I honestly have to say it's one of the better investments. And it's mm-hmm. I think it's like four ninety nine. It's really cheap. It's not yeah. as yeah. bad yeah. as other streaming services. Yeah. But you have there's so much content. And honestly, like randomly, I was like, you know what? I feel like some recent Jersey reunions are on the docket for tonight. And just it's love. it's nice to have everything together. And it's nice that they fucking finally have it set up where you don't have to have cable because oh, I, I know getting cable. I know the, it was and, not and worth the, it it seems like they've like stopped working on the bravo app because the bravo episode oh my God, for I haven't me been now. forever yeah but the, i mean it's, it's available the next morning when uh, very dependably i've been binging married to medicine from the beginning oh, for the past like God. two years <gasps> on like peacock it's like very yes. reliable i love it i'm a peacock stan wait gibson i literally can't get over the Miami. fact that you watched the first three i know episodes. i feel very I, I feel guilty about being privileged <laughs> Wait a second. So what was your experience like with Dr. Nicole? Was it in person? Was no, it, it was Zoom? over Zoom. Okay. She's, in Miami. She's in Miami. I don't, Miami. She was not at her new $44 million house because I think- It's 44? I'm pretty sure. I know she sold hers for like Oh, no. 20s. Sorry. Sorry. I think that maybe her old house sold for like something major like and then her new one's 22. Sorry. I think, I think the, the old, old one, one maybe was 28 even. Whatever. I'm Now I'm, I'm just- It's fake whatever. news. Whatever. It's, it's, it's a lot of fucking money. I mean, um, but it's, it's being, money She's like reno- renovating that new house, I guess. But she was great. Like I, she is- what I guess I hadn't really thought about bef- maybe before I was prepping for that interview was like on Miami, 
when it came back after 10 mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. It, they brought a lot of OGs back. They also added a lot of new people and it created this dynamic of like, you know, the OGs kind of expected the newbies to be a little bit deferential to them and, mm. and bow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and then she's like, we're talking, I'm talking to Nicole and she's like, yeah, like, I mean, like the three people I'm feuding with are like Larsa, Marisol, and Alexia, who are all these OGs who expect me to like lay down at their feet. And wow. it's like, well, like I'm, I'm on this fucking show now. I'm in my second season. Like, why do I have to bow down to you? It sort of reminds me of like a little bit of like Jersey where it's like some of them are sort of expected to be deferential to Teresa and like kind of, but it's like, and I guess like Margaret and them when they joined and like whenever that season was, it was sort of this moment. And it's like at a certain point, it's like, why, why am I treating you any differently? Like this this is my, my show just as much as it's your show. I love the OGs of Miami. I'm not shitting on them, but from her perspective, it's sort of like, I'm on this show too you know what I mean and she I think she's sort of taking ownership of that and like running with it I I think that she's great I think she has a lot of potential I think it's kind of a little bit weird that she got engaged like between the seasons after not being engaged and for after, so long and, ta- and, and talking about not, how she didn't want to get married but um yeah I mean I think we'll get a little bit of that this season but I like her I really like her she is a superstar. Yeah, I think she's so too. a breakout. And she she's really like, popular. Like, I, if, you, if you troll the hashtag of the Miami hashtag on yeah. Twitter, like, people love her, and and uh, rightfully so. But it's just interesting. Like, it, she, people really are behind her. Well, the thing is, she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. She's so fucking hot. Yeah. She is sexy. Yeah, her relationship is she like she's a fun relationship. She's yep. a chic house. Like, she gives us vulnerable moments and stuff mm-hmm. with. I think her dad was it. Yes, right? yeah. That, there's it? a lot more of that this season. Oh, I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, she's good. She's really good. I think. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It made me so excited. You know, I actually have a question for you as a fellow podcaster. You mentioned prepping for your interview. What's mm-hmm. your preparation process like when you're talking to specifically with a Bravo a Lab, housewife. a housewife? Obviously just make sure I'm caught up on the shows. Like, yeah, the, of course. I like to watch the most recent episode or whatever show that is like mm. pretty close, like within the day or two of the recording, just mm-hmm. so it's really fresh. Um, I go on Google and I see whatever, whatever like headlines they've made recently. Cause like usually these people are doing rounds of press. So I'm right, sort of like, what, happening. what's the most recent thing they've been saying? So I don't, I don't like to like rehash what they've already talked about. So like even sometimes if it's kind of like a t- hot topic with them, if like they've already made 10 headlines about it in the past two weeks saying something about X, Y, Z, like I don't really need to go down that road. Like they're going to, yeah. they're going to say they're going to have the same talking points about those things. So I'm yeah. like, let me go in a different direction a little bit. Um, and then I just, I just, I take notes on the different topics that I really want to address with them. And then I organize them in a way where the conversation can flow really nicely between those things, uh, or into each, into those things. And then like, so that if we get sidetracked, I can sort of get it back on track and like go to the, go to the next thing. Um, and I don't like to get into like the really, like things that I want good answers on, which is like the drama with the other women Mm -hmm. or or like where you really want the tea. Like I wait, I, I, I put that later in like the roadmap of the interview because I want them to feel comfortable with me first. So I'll, I'll, I'll have the first five minutes of an interview be not, it's never boring. I don't think, but it's not as like, you know, juicy because like I want them to feel comfortable and talk about the things they want to talk about. And then I'll go into the more, uh, you know, fiery things. Intense. Yeah. I always think of it as a little bit of a shit sandwich where mm. it's like first super sweet, like friendly open. So you Definitely. know the vibe, you know, yep. the energy, you know, this isn't like a gotcha thing. Then maybe we'll like, you know, go into some deep yada yada mm. and then we'll go back to something else that makes that, that feels comfortable with what they've been talking totally. about elsewhere. Totally. And then sometimes like if I have less time with them or something, mm, or if they're, or, that's tough. That's or, really or tough. if it's somebody who like, I kind of know random things about them. So yeah. like, for example, like today's episode of 
my podcast was an interview with Kiki Palmer and like oh and I and I and God. I was I've loved her like for forever two decades but I just like I know random things about her music career and like things like that so if if it's like that and I have less time potentially I like to disarm them at the top of the interview with like a kind of a random thing so with Kiki I opened with like a, a, a lyric reference to her song Bottoms Up from 15 years ago oh my God. and right away she started like laughing and she's like okay I like this guy you know what I mean yeah. and then all, and then from there she's already comfortable with me because I want to cut to the chase. <laughs> I also feel like there's a difference between podcast episodes where we're talking about housewives versus speaking with housewives, yeah. which kind of changes the air in the room, but not necessarily in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of how I think about like the space that I occupy is kind of, yeah. it's a little bit of a tough space because yeah. I you know, I live tweet so many episodes and I, oh and I want to, I want to share my opinion on things, but I just, but at the same time I talk to a lot of them for work and I, and mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of them in, in interview settings. So it's like, I have to be careful. I, I, I'm definitely, I definitely choose my words carefully when mm-hmm. I'm posting about things online. Um, I'm not as like freewheeling with it as some people are and can be. And I, I, I totally respect people who are like that. And mm-hmm. I kind of, sometimes I wish I could be more like that, but ultimately I want to, I have to, I want to commentate on it, but also be fair and then also be able to get sign on to a Zoom interview with Dr. Nicole and right. know, and know that I'm I haven't said something that like she'll she'll be coming from a place of like, I don't want to talk to this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only time that I really kind of like don't think about that is when I think somebody's crossed the line. Like now with Jen Shaw, I'm like, I'm I'll say whatever the fuck I want about her online because like she scammed out old people and it's going to, and he's probably gonna go to jail for 10 years like I don't I don't I don't care you know Rinna I really don't care at this point like I think she's crossed the line so like there's certain people where I don't really care but ultimate but most of the time it's I it's a thing that it's a very top of mind for me that I have to kind of straddle two different spaces I'm looking at you with little hearts in my eyes because I think that's such a good point but it's also it's like the business of it takes over too when there's a stewardship of relationships, but also people want to hear your opinion. Yeah, and and I think that if it's always informed or coming from like a a place of like, okay, I've thought about this, mm. and I'm coming from a place of like I know what I'm talking about, but mm-hmm. also I'm try I am being fair. You know that it also comes with the territory for them. So like they know that like people like I'm like somebody like me has to also share my thoughts on things, and I do that, but. So at a certain point, if they might see it, like, for example, actually, this is actually a fun, a funny little moment from BravoCon. So I've known the Potomac women since their first season because they, Potomac premiered when I basically started doing this kind of thing for work. Yeah. And, um, so I've sort of been in their corner and, and so I like, I did a phoner with like Giselle Ashley and like Sharice, like before the show ever premiered. So like, they know that I've been supporting them for a while. And so like, we, we I have a good relationship with them, but I also tweet a lot about that show and I, right. inter- and I but I interview most of them every season. And um, I interviewed Giselle before this season started. Love Giselle. I mm. like I as a, especially as a like like off the show, especially like I, like I have a good relationship with mm-hmm. her. And the first episode when she when she cuts straight over to Mia and asks mm-hmm. her about the cancer post, and she's like, "Let's get a pop in." Like like she knows what she's yeah. doing. I she's tweeted, showing up for work. I tweeted something along those lines. I forget exactly what the wording was. And so it cut to like two weeks later at BravoCon. Uh-oh. The Potomac women are on the red carpet in the press room, and I'm in the press room doing my Bravo Bravo fucking Bravo video. That's I wasn't really doing interviews in the press room; I was just doing a like, compilation of people Love saying that. Bravo Bravo fucking Bravo. Iconic. Help. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and 
and I I was getting a slightly weird vibe from Giselle, and I was oh. like, and I was like, huh? Did I tweet something about? Oh my god! And I was like, no, I really haven't. I really haven't. Like I knew that I hadn't like criticized her. Like yeah, yeah, it had yeah. been like two episodes. Okay. She gets to me, and she's in the next. To the she's in the sorry. She's talking to the person next to me, mm-hmm. and like I'm next. And I and I was. She sort of like looked at me in the corner of my eye, and I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> I was like, what do they do? Then she gets to me and she's like, Gibson, I have to ask you about something. <gasps> and I was like, oh God, what the fuck was it? Oh, she's yeah. like, you tweeted something. I'm like, oh God, what the fuck was it? And she's like, you tweeted about me coming over to Mia and talking about the cancer thing. And I was like, Giselle. I cut her off. I was like, Giselle, I was I was praising you. I was praising how you know how to get keep this show moving forward. I think that she wasn't sure about the tone of the tweet, whether I was implying that she was like being messy and Jesus. like kind of like a biatch. But like I was like, no, like I meant that in a way that like you're good for the show. You're it's the first episode and you're bringing up the cancer the cancer post, like asking her straight up if she has cancer, <laughs> like. I was like, I, I was praising you. And she was like, all right, I got, got it, got it, got it, got it. But like, it's one of those wow. things where like, they actually are looking. Giselle right. never tweets. Giselle doesn't tweet. But she's, but she's looking. looking. And that's, it was honestly a lesson for me. Well, you know, I think that there's something to be said for the ways that the housewives sometimes perform a desensitivity mm-hmm. to how they are discussed by content creators and by the greater audience totally. on social that isn't necessarily the case which is why it's so interesting that Giselle would respond that way but maybe she was also thinking ahead yeah knowing what was to come and kind of getting trying to get a sense of the temperature in the room because you would think she would be aware I'm sure she sure. was that <clears throat> things would be a little tougher yeah that's a good online. point I've, I hadn't really thought back to that moment until just now and now with the context of later in the season right? I see that for sure I think you're right but also you think of the way that like Rinna responded during BravoCon to being booed and pretending that she was okay with it and it's a riot and it's a part of the show and she's a WWE like wrestler or whatever versus how I think we all know she actually felt about it and felt about the overall audience response Mm -hmm. which is not desensitized in fact it's like extremely activated yeah I mean she was there to to keep her job so I don't think that I think that she did feel some sort of way about that. Um, and it, yeah, it just it is interesting to think about like who's actually looking at the commentary and who's not. I think most of them probably are. Right. Or they have somebody who is and who's showing them things. But I don't know. I mean, do you think that impacts their behavior on forthcoming seasons? Yeah, I do. And I think that I think the best housewives don't let it really impact them. unless it's like somebody like Giselle, probably she's probably looking at the reaction to what's happening on this season. Yeah. And she's she's smart and savvy enough to know that she is still going to have she's going to have to pull back at some point. Mm. Um, pull back in what way? I mean, just in or maybe like reflect on how she's treating people and how maybe she's maybe she is. I think that the, the common praise for Giselle, I think, is that she kind of plays the producer in the cast role pretty well in terms mm. of like, again, moving it forward and, mm-hmm. and, and thinking about, OK, we're making a show here. Um, but I think, you know, it's pretty clear that like she's kind like the way that they're treating Wendy is is not really OK. And they've ostracized her in a way that's not it's creating for uncomfortable TV in a way that's turning the audience against her. Giselle. Yeah. Giselle and Robin. And I think that she, that's not something she wants. She wants to, she knows that she has to have some people in her corner. And I think, I think she's lost some people with the, her, with, with her behavior in this, in this couple, recent couple episodes. So I think that she's, I think that in, in, the, in the future, if she's really as savvy as I think and know she is, she'll change that behavior, hopefully. 
like on the reunion, hopefully she comes in a little bit with her tail between the, her legs and apologizes. Do you think, though, in the case of Giselle and, and you know, by that measure, Giselle and Robin, do you think that it's people who were fans of theirs who are like, this is too much and, and maybe I'm no longer as much of a fan? Or do you think it's people who didn't like them before who've just kind of deepened their dislike? That's a good question. Pro- I mean, I think there's a, probably a bit, a bit of both. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people who were not behind Wendy before have gotten behind her in a new way in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. Um, I'm kind of like that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I've always sort of been on... I didn't like her. La- her last season was like, not great. I actually didn't mind her last season. I thought that she's had she had a pretty... I didn't think she had a great start to this season. Yeah. And I think that this is really turning it around for her. Yeah. Um, but... I, I think that I do think that some people have probably soured on Giselle more than they would have expected to. God, it's I don't know. Tough. It's hard. And I think that the association with Robin also makes it harder because Robin's going a little bit harder. Yeah. And, <laughs> a lot harder, I would say. And like she's not, she's kind of doubling down on it. And so that association can be tough too, I think, especially like they have a podcast together. Like it's like they're, they have a, a, a you know, a name for their friendship. So it's like, that when the other person in that second half kind of goes off the rails mm. even more than you are, that's also interesting to watch and see how they handle that, I think. I was really interested. You know, I got a um, I got a message from an AG who's on Twitter. I'm not who said, you know, it's great that essentially you're not on Twitter because it's gotten so divisive about Potomac, yeah. which honestly, as someone who's not on Twitter, I truly found surprising because I thought that like most people were like, not into the Giselle and Robin treatment, but I didn't realize, which is helpful for me to know how many people feel differently who who feel are like they're them. on. Yeah, which I oh, honestly was surprised I mean, by. Yeah, I haven't really tweeted as much about Potomac this season because it's of that. so divisive. Yeah, and it's just sort of like at a certain point, like you're not allowed to, you're, you're either on one side or the other, according yeah. to people on Twitter sometimes. And like if, if I'm going to tweet somebody pretty, if I'm going to tweet something pretty benign about something that's going on in Potomac and I'm going to be accused of like taking us what like what it's just it's BS like why am I going to subject myself to that so I've kind of pulled back on the Potomac commentary this season for that reason I'm still watching every episode pretty much live but like I'm not into that <laughs> but you're yeah. it's it's gotten pretty nasty on there um and people and people just say really I mean people are saying like really bad things about Robin and like and like I understand that her behavior has been not people great go too far. but like they're talking yeah they're they go too far with it um so I'm just not interested in engaging in that. How is the cast doing? Because that has been, you know, a thing that has been discussed on the reunion, obviously, with Candace, which Candace talked about during her panel at BravoCon when she did a fucking, listen, Candace and I have had our shit, like, personal whatever but I'm really genuinely rooting for her she did a fantastic job at BravoCon she also looked like a pop star which I was extremely I into that little pink look come on now the round uh, sunglasses yep. that she wore inside I was like extremely here for it was it was very like she looked the part mm-hmm. her you know watching her in the audience at watch what happens perform I was like cheering for her like everybody else but you know she talked a little bit about the ways that she's adjusted how she communicates about the show Mm -hmm. on social media and how she uses social media in general like the ways that it it was for her not to put words in her mouth but I don't remember the direct quotes like the ways that it was a way for her to 
take back control of the narrative and express frustration in her own time and her ability now to like maybe tweet something but then immediately delete it or like save it to drafts or whatever it is mm-hmm. so that she feels like she's still getting it out. It is that thing that my psychiatrist recommends that a lot of people do in therapeutic work of like journaling, writing things out so it can get out of your body because totally. so much of that energy is toxic and I wonder because you are online if you've seen a difference and I say that noting that like I have seen some stuff she said about Giselle this season but like have you noticed a difference in how the cast interacts they definitely have lightened I mean I think that they've lightened the the, lightened the the activity no I think they've lightened the activity like I like um, I think that Wendy's definitely feeling the love recently and oh, you can really? tell that okay. she's reposting a lot and re- wow. retweeting like she's definitely like soaking up the support that she's getting mm. I think Robin has never really been engaged on Twitter Giselle doesn't really tweet she's clearly kind of looks at Twitter or she has somebody who looks at Twitter she's for her observing it, um, she's analyzing it uh, Can- Candace I've definitely noticed a slight change in how she okay. tweets it's I don't think it's as like reckless as it used to be yeah and I um but she's still go- she can go in for sure and I think that of everybody on that cast, Candace is like obvi- by far, far and away the most active and, and present on Twitter. Um, Mia deleted her Twitter, I think, recently. Yeah, after that um, really dumb fucking apology. Yeah, that was crazy. That I mean, She's, beyond. Um, I don't know if anybody read that before she posted it. <laughs> well, we got some um, screenshots. Right, I exactly. Saw it on no, I'm, I'm saying like before she posted it, did anybody else read that over for her? Oh yeah, I, I mean, God, so. I my guess is that her team is probably <laughs> What's not the at team the level. There? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's definitely. I see an interesting. I mean, a difference and. I also do the same thing now on Twitter. It's like you you have to get that in the draft or you have to post it and then delete it right away. And it's like, I don't care if somebody screenshot whatever, but like it's just about, it is about getting the thought out there and yeah. getting that out of your body. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, Twitter is the wild, 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 wild west right now. And I, yeah, it's, I've pulled back a little bit, but it's also, I love it. It's been hard for me because I think I use Instagram stories the way other people use Twitter. And I am reactive and I do have a hot Italian temper. And so there are times where I like recently I posted something and I was like, do I want to post this? Do I want to post this? And I posted it and I noticed immediately there was a grammatical error and I deleted it intending to like repost. Did you repost it? Didn't. Because I was like, this is got this is I think it's similar to what Candace had said during the panel. Like it was like Jesus coming through me or something the way that she immediately (laughs) deletes. And I was like, this is god <laughs> usually these days if i'm thinking should i post this or should i not i just don't post it because that's really that's it's also just right like yeah thing. and it's not even about being problematic or whatnot it's like do i want to post this and then be subjected to like what people i know are going to respond to it you know what i mean like it's just yeah uh, i mean that's the thing that i'm like it's not even if it doesn't need to be controversial it could just like be pretty something low low hanging fruit yeah, or a thing that like might be deemed controversial but shouldn't be. But then it's like, is my voice needed in this conversation? Is it enough for me to just like totally. think the thought yeah. without yeah. responding? Yeah, that's a valuable that tool to have that I don't think I had more than two years ago. Like thinking about is my voice needed in this conversation? Like I definitely try to think about that. Um, but even like today, like literally somebody tweeted some old clip of Heather and Carol. I was like, oh, I miss their like silly, goofy, mm. goofy asses. And, and I quoted, and I was like, you know what? I kind of wish that Heather had not come back on the most recent season of New York and it actually just waited until Legacy because I think it maybe would have worked out better. 100%. In the replies, you, wow, you guys really like Heather, huh? Like, blah, blah, blah. blah. And it's like, <laughs> like I, I was just hyped. Like, I was thinking out loud. You know what I mean? It's like such low hanging fruit about Heather Thompson when she comes back to the show. Like, chill the fuck out. But it does also raise the point of how contentious the community can be. And it's it can be exhausting. But then I just think about like the moments on 
Potomac and the ways that these women participate sometimes in that toxicity or further the divide, but also mm-hmm. honestly, when you think about it, have the right to, it's oh, their course. story For sure. being edited, being positioned. And if they feel like someone is getting it wrong and by someone, I mean like hundreds of thousands of people, then you can either add in an extra jab that was taken out or one that you thought of since being filmed or talking, you know, responding to a confessional you hadn't seen or a conversation you weren't present for in a way that I think it would be very tough if I was in that position to turn down the ability to take back control in that way. I agree with you. And I, and I, I, that's why it's kind of unfortunate or very unfortunate that like sometimes the Twitter conversation can get so, so nasty so quickly because like, yeah, I agree. Like why, like, Robin should be able to tweet like a just a, put out a statement on Twitter like maybe just not pay attention to how people reply to it but like if she wants to say something about that episode like I I would I would I love the extra Twitter Twitter commentary from mm. the, from the women on the show oh my god it's like, like an after show yeah it is like yeah an and, after I, and show. I and I and I live for when they would get they get kind of in 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 the mud with each other on Twitter mm-hmm. like it's usually pretty low stakes you know what I mean like Miami actually did a lot last season that's all like pretty like light but like I don't know like that's it that adds to the adds to it but as long as it's not like a a, a an unsafe space for some of them to be yeah. in like and i think honestly with potomac right now that's like kind of the vibe it's like not i'm glad they're not subjecting themselves to that paris is always a good idea and when i schlep on over to europe to my favorite city in the world i bring with me a few important phrases that i have learned from housewives c'est bon c'est bon chic c'est la vie je m'appelle the countess n'est-ce pas Luan? <laughs> And while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, that's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options, and it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. 
Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. I don't, I don't know why I still continue to be a little confused as to the counter, I think, on this. Like the idea that like Mia wasn't in the wrong. Like what's your, what are your thoughts on all of the Miami Michigas that's taken place so far? You mean from... The viewers from your perspective like the idea just kind of watching the way that Mia was trying to market herself as like oh yeah host capital T capital H I mean I watched that scene and I was like I thought objectively Wendy was the victim in that scenario yeah like I thought she was kind of set up to be the victim honestly like in so many ways like why mm. was she why was she supposed to contract Patri- contact patricia before she came to his restaurant patricia. and she didn't even know she was coming to the restaurant until like two hours before why like it, it she, mia was the one that got physical through a drink out of nowhere of course if i'm if i'm wendy i'm gonna react to that and i'm gonna defend myself and i'm gonna the words can cut deep but they're just words 
you know, like in comparison to throwing a drink or didn't she like slam her purse at her or something? I don't know yeah, whatever that was. I couldn't tell something. what that was. I tell. Um, and then like adding to like sort of the, the tension in the air was like Robin filming on her phone, which I thought was, I thought honestly Robin filming on her phone was like really, I did not like that at all. I thought that was really, she was like having glee and watching it and I did not like that at all. It felt like she was honestly trying to provoke Wendy yes. by doing that. Which... While, while, while yelling at her that she was being antagonistic and it's like, like it takes one to know one like what's going on here like it was just it was bizarre it was really I thought that I, I thought that I was sort of being like I don't know I, I, I was like watching something different than they were watching almost because I was like they, they just don't like Wendy that much mm. and that's that to, they just got to a point where I'm like okay but we're just being kind of like irrational here if Do we're you... saying Min, Mia is the one that's yeah in the, in the, is the one that was hurt more in that situation do you think that how do you think the night would have changed if Candace had been there? That's a really good question. Um, I don't think it would have gotten to the same level it would. I think Candace obviously would have defended Wendy. Definitely. And it, I mean, either, either, it, one or two ways. It would have either gone less, it would have been less. Or three Or, times or it would have been like, yeah, Candace getting up with Wendy, maybe somebody else getting up with Mia. I feel like she would have been able to put or keep Robin and Giselle yeah. accountable Maybe for the ways that have, they were cheering. She this would have on. had their eye on them. You're right. Right. Yeah. Where she could have like, shut that shit down. Which I think Mia would have taken note yes. of. Because they, they were lighting the fire under Mia's ass. You they know really I mean? were. Yeah. They were provoking this totally. in a way. But also in the case of like you know, what happened in Miami and also what just went down in Salt Lake, it did feel like these were interactions that truly came out of nowhere, like that dumb fucking Prosecco pour. Oh, my God. Which, I know. like, do not come for a woman's blowout. That is so... Crossing a line, baby. That is... Cro- I honestly was so fucking... I when would she, when rather... She went, when she went back up to that room and, like, pointed oh. a patch in her hair to Lisa Barlow and was like, I'll just blow dry it right here. And it's like, oh, that was sad. <laughs> And Jen being like, you have three hours to get ready. You'll be fine. Which like, ma'am, not everybody can blow. I can't blow dry my hair. If I got my hair blown out and something happened to it, I'm fucked. It doesn't, I could have all the time in the day. Mm. Nothing. There's not enough time to teach me how to do my hair. I will say the difference for me in those two is that like, okay, Angie, Angie K. Yeah, Angie K. Yeah, Angie K. And Jen is the kind of frivolous little feud they needed on Salt Lake to to lighten the fucking mood. So, like, while the Prosecco pour was like so fucking lame and like performative, Mm. ultimately what resulted from it, I'm into, which is, which is Andy K waking up, Angie K waking up and like kind of showing her worth on the show and like putting in a good performance, I thought, in this, this week's episode. Yeah. I was loving it. And, if if it took a, a phony little Prosecco pour to, to kickstart that for her, I'm down. I also think in both cases, you know, the hallmark of a trip is someone getting permission to own the idea that they are the host. For sure. And people running with that power. I mean, what is It's Mich- happening on both shows right now. It, it is. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of into it because there's something that like Michelle Obama <laughs> said, which is a perfect comparison. When in talking, I think about the presidency, that it doesn't change a person, it reveals them. Mm. And there is that kind of... That, that drunk with power. Drunk like, with power who, who really reaction of who, of how am I going to use this role, which is 
honestly a little bit make pretend, like make believe. It's a little pretend. They're not pretend. actually hosting the trip. They maybe picked out like one or two things. Maybe, right? and they're probably not paying for it. Yeah. And if they are, I'm sure there's there's some sort of budget. And like I think in the case of like Bethany's Mexico trip, she went totally. I think a that's thousand, a different. Yeah, I think that's a different right. situation probably. But in most cases, it's a production funded trip, and yeah. there's usually a theme. You know, like I'm hosting because I'm, you know, going to right. Italy to look for patterns. But it's like, or, but it's like Karen thinks it's her birthday trip, but then like <laughs> there's other reasons babe. given for this trip too. Nope. You know, I, I actually, I mean, and, and like you said, it shows who the person is. Jen's out here like kind of drunk with power and yeah. like trying to take back the baton or the karaoke mic, wherever she wants to take back. <laughs> and Angie Cage is like, okay, here's everybody's rooms and like being pretty like, I, I don't know. Listen, I'm not necessarily a member of the Shaw Squad. In fact, I am absolutely, most assuredly Thank not. God. I would leave this club. Can you imagine? You, you would be show. like, throw down the microphone, walk out. We'd have a little to be continued. It would be a very fabulous Listen. in the universe moment. I can't wait for my first walk off. But there was a grand dame style that Angie K was using in the like. Here are the rooms. I am, you know, I I am the I doyen she of got this them the kind house, of mission. She got the house in the in terms of like I guess she like recommended it and it's a fabulous house. It is a fabulous Potomac house. Potomac deserves that house. Yeah, for Salt Lake sure. City should have the Potomac house. Potomac should actually mm. have the San Diego house. They deserve I mean, it. If we wanted to zoom out a little bit, the the trip situation overall across the franchise is a little bit bleak right now. Like, what do you mean? All bad trips? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're not getting good places. The houses are a little bit. Eh. Wait a second, Beverly Hills was that just Aspen? Where else did they go? They went to they went to Mexico, which is so close for them. Didn't oh, they go to yeah. Mexico? Wasn't that the season before? No, that would Somewhere. no Diana. Diana got her own hotel room. Okay. Yes. I forget. I don't know. I'm just sort but of. But Aspen's like, like not. But, but I want to yeah. go. I want to go like when when Atlanta went to Tokyo or Spain and yeah. like, like I need I need South that I need France. that back. So I know I know that's in Salt Lake for there because uh, Jen can't go out of the country, but. I mean, I have to say, when they said San Diego, I was like, how's that going to work out? But yeah. honestly, the house is yeah. fabulous. No, and, and honestly, this trip is already promising to me. Yeah. Thank you to Queen Angie Kay. I promise. I'm not actually I'm not actually Angie Stan, but I just really was impressed by her performance on this past episode. I find her annoying. I don't like her necessarily. But, it was but we don't un- need but to like she her. Was, she was plugged in in a way that was completely unexpected for me. Like, she went in on Miss Shaw. She did. I also found it interesting to watch her process how she was going to seek revenge in real time and she was like okay well there was this thing that happened three months ago so I guess I'm just gonna dip back into that Mm -hmm. which I thought was a choice and it's seemingly obvious that that would be the one to to pick but I also wonder like what's the difference between hosting a party and providing a space I mean <laughs> I I actually do kind of believe her that like Jen probably owes some of the money for the party. Like I don't think that I don't think that I I think that Angie's saying she's gonna host the party. She said like she said she's gonna open her house, not her wallet. She never said she was gonna pay for everything. Allegedly, if she didn't think she was gonna pay for everything, I would. I'm think saying she, she would... didn't say. She didn't say she was going to pay for everything. I think there is, from the world of event production, having produced small, no, no, but like having produced events where it's like 
at so-and-so bajillionaire's house where it'll be a small salon-style private fundraiser for whatever. There are varying degrees of how a person can quote-unquote host. There can be the, I'm just covering everything and this is how it's going to work. There can be the, I am providing the space, you bring in the vendors, I'm not doing any of the work. There can be the, there are vendors who are allowed in my house Mm -hmm. because I've done events at literal billionaires houses where it's like here are the approved people who know what I like but we're not necessarily covering the cost like there are a lot of different options here when it comes to quote-unquote hosting that will always cost the host money at the end of the day it's always going to be a substantial but with Angie I'm like first off you cannot blame this woman for you cleaning up for the following three days that's definitely literally a part of this and also if you wanted her to pick up the check, you have to send it to her. I'm not getting the sense here mm. that you were asking point. her approval or sign off for the the invoices and proposals that you were getting from caterers, from everything else. And also, if it happened three months ago, you need to send her the fucking no, bill. I agree. Yeah, no, you're, she's you're just right. not going to send you a blank check. You've convinced me. But I also think that like it's not a bad move for her to pick that. Oh as, no, as loved her issue. It. Oh my and god, then, I and then it ties it. back into the, her little crimes that she's that she's admitted to. Her little crimes. Her literal crimes. Sorry, oh, <laughs> not her little. little crimes. Her big crimes that she has literally admitted to. Like, oh my god, I heard that as little, and I was like, oh, the shade, the sarcasm no, no, no. is popping out. <laughs> no, but like, like that it, that 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 puts her on the right side of history, honestly, and like it 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 makes the issue more substantial in terms of like okay she's known for scamming people out of money or scam taking people's money there's that too right so it's like okay (laughs) we're laddering it up her little crimes yeah and um i don't know i i would i just she clocked in i think that she had that moment with lisa barlow upstairs where she was overreacting to having prosecco poured on her she got it out of her system Mm. lisa kind of talked her off the ledge and then she she clearly had a moment in her bedroom where she was like okay no i need to like turn this shit around if i want to like I need to solidify my spot right now. This is my moment. Gets on that sprinter van and like it's game on. Conversely, Jen Shaw decided for literally no actual reason to pour, to do a Prosecco pour on one side of her head. Then realized, you know what? I might actually get into a small amount of trouble for this. So she decided to do it for herself. Right. If I had been Angie K in that situation, my friend had ruined my blowout and honestly humiliated me, which I think is what she was more upset about. And they said it was my fault because I was taking it too far, which is what insane. Jen Shaw was trying to say. I didn't mean to humiliate you. You can't I, take a joke. You can't take like a joke. Babe. We're friends for 20 years. And it's like, ma'am, if you are friends with this person for 20 years, you start the conversation be- by saying, like, I know that you're upset. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but no, but she had to she had to play the because the dynamic of the situation is that Angie's new to the new to the show and has yeah. to, is trying to is kind of, you know, a fish out of water. Yeah. And uh, it embarrassed her. You're right. It, it's more about the embarrassment of it, honestly. And like, you're you're not you're not up to par with me in terms of like being in this situation in front of the cameras, etc. Et I also it does make me kind of think. I know that Miriam Webster chose gaslighting as the word of the year, <sighs> which can't. is like it just gives me an excuse to look at the definition again because I know it has been overused, and I am quite positive I have absolutely used it incorrectly. Yeah. But I do wonder, like, what's Miriam Webster's definition of housewives friendship? Because (laughs) how do you know what is going too far when a part of the understanding of housewives 
in and outside the idea of like performative friendship is that you are going to fight with this person and you need to communicate that there are high stakes. Right. I think I think both in this situation and in the Mia situation, they're both drink pours that came out of nowhere. Yes. That were like kind of just the the, the the actions and moments that led up to those pours like just did not call for that action. So like if if Angie Kay and Jen had gotten into it at dinner that night and then Jen decided to pour a drink on her, I'd probably support it more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have liked the moment more. But it was like they were literally talking about who was the host and it was like a very like low energy situation. They were all like tired from their flight, like trying to go back to their rooms. And she just pours a drink on her. Like yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just, it didn't work. It also felt to me a little bit, there were so many comparisons that I felt with like other housewife seasons. And I think a little bit about the way that Heather Gay guided Dana by saying like, don't fuck with Jen. Like it's not going to work out in your favor and you don't come for the host. And it gives me a little Sonia Morgan mm. talking to someone maybe Wasn't Heather it? about Ramona where she's like don't fuck oh no no it was Cindy, Cindy Barshop about Cindy Quag, to Cindy right? Barshop about Quag yes. season four and being like do not fuck with this woman like it's Ramona singer superstar I know the clip you're talking about right where there is this kind yep. of we know what Heather is saying both as a ter- like taking her at her word I don't know whether or not that's deserved but being like trust me you don't want that kind of heat on mm-hmm. you but also she is supposed to be the star here. Yeah. And you know how she is yeah. in that role. And the difference is the difference in those two situations to me is like with Heather as sort of a continuation of a bit like a like a being a deference to Jen and like just t- letting her walk all over her. Mm. Where with Sonia and Ramona, it wasn't necessarily that dynamic. I think it was more of like like I I think it's the, the parallel is really good. But the difference is that, like, with Heather, I have to kind of roll my eyes. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're like, trying to, like, get the heat off Jen again. Like, right. I'm like, come on. Why like, are you doing her this way? Right, favor? exactly. It's like, let Dana come for her. Like, like this is, you don't need to, like, protect Jen in this way again. You know what I mean? Or, sorry, not Dana, the guest of a guest. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I also wonder, you know, so much of a, a, a part of that kind of, situation and interaction is based on the idea that the person giving the advice knows it all yeah like the way that Sonia said that to Cindy was like because I have been here I I'm a veteran at this I mean like it she'd had been, been a there season, for like two seasons yeah but fine but like honestly I mean listen she I, made an impression yeah. so like I get it but the idea of like you should listen to me because I have the right thought mm-hmm. it does seem applicable to Heather in that moment who's saying as a part of this, the underlying theme is like, you need to listen to my voice. Mm-hmm. Totally. Which is a little bit of a power. Yeah. yeah so move. very much so. Very much so. Yeah. There's a lot of subtext in, in that situation that I had not picked up on right away. How do you feel about Heather Gay these days? It's <sighs> tough. Mean, yeah, it's tough. I think, I don't think I'm as like sour on her as a lot of people seem to be online, mm. but um, I do, I just have, I mean, I've always had an issue with like how, how much she cowers to Jen, like how much he lets her walk all over her. And I think that's like, I think that that is sort of something that's probably really kind of, um, it's something that's been, she's been like that for kind of probably all her life where she, it's like, it seems like that's kind of how she is with people mm-hmm. and like lets the friend kind of dominate her. And like, I hate that. And it's kind of honestly a little bit sad. I'm like, Heather, like you're better than this. Like you don't need, you don't 
you're got you've gotten to a point in your life where you don't need to have somebody a best friend who walks all over you like this mm-hmm. and calls you things like fucking shrek like she's like, so like it's like it's like so evil honestly and mm. like i just hate that she I, but i can't i my i try to understand it like in like a deeper way because mm-hmm. i'm like why are you still acting like this like how how has nobody gotten through to you um so it's tough for me to watch moments like that continue to happen and she's but and i also i think it i pair her with meredith obviously because i'm confused by meredith's mm. continued allegiance to jen and even more so than i am by heather's and like um I don't know. Maybe because I'm maybe because I'm less confused by Heather's allegiance to Jen. I'm okay. I'm more okay with her right now. Um, and I love Meredith. I'm just kind of confused about what's going on. Like, why is she so behind Jen? Well, the Meredith parallel is kind of interesting to me because she has been tiptoeing away in how she talks about Jen in confessionals. Mm. But there is definitely still the sense of like need to keep the peace and I'm continuing to align with someone versus the Whitney of it all where she is definitely very, very upset about Whitney and her eyes stepping out of line where she's like straddling completely opposing roles in her relationship with Jen versus her relationship with Whitney. Well, you think, wait, sorry, who do you think is, who do you think that's that thing? Heather, where it's like with Heather, Heather's very focused on like keeping Jen calm, except for these confessionals where it does feel like she's tiptoeing out of that, maybe more so than she has in seasons past, Mm -hmm. but where there's like an understanding of the inequity in the Mm. way that they consider each other friends, the way that they pay forward friendship versus Whitney, where she just has no time for anything that feels out of sorts from how their friendship sure. relationship sure. role play yeah. has been previously yeah where so she I, explodes yeah i had this theory about the whitney and heather Tell situation me everything so i i tweeted this and i was just like i feel like there's more to the story with heather and whitney okay and what's going on that and it pertains to being on a tv show mm. and that they can't and that means they can't talk about it on the show okay so and heather liked it heather liked that tweet and but what i meant by that was like it was that moment where Heather storms away from the conversation at her own house, goes yeah. into the other room, rips yep. off her mic. So mm-hmm. she doesn't have a hot mic moment probably. And I was like, it, it, what, it, what it said to me was they went into the season. They had Lisa and Meredith who are deadlocked in this feud. Meredith's not ever going to kind of Mm-mm. ever be on Lisa's side again. Yep. We have Jen who is potentially going to go to jail. We lost two cast members. We have Whitney and Heather. Mm. That's what we have left. Mm-hmm. Who are supposed to be besties, United cousins, front. whatever. Yeah. I think Whitney was like, well, I'm going to, because Whitney will kind of, and I think Whitney's good, but she'll kind of do anything for the show. And I think Whitney saw that and was like, all right, what's going to be unexpected? I'm going to blow up my relationship with Heather. I'm going to pretend that something, I'm going to pretend that something kind of hurt me more than it actually did. And then I'm going to make an issue with it. And I think Heather, in that moment, in the, in the conversation with Whitney at her house, was like, Whitney is basically sacrificing my relationship. For the, sh- for the sake of the show and for the drama of the show, moving it forward, making sure it's not stagnant with Lisa and Meredith continuing to whatever, Jen, who, we, who, who knows what's going to happen in the future. I think that Heather kind of realized that and then stormed away because she, it was like, that's when she actually got hurt, when she was like, oh, fuck. My, my relationship, that means so much to me with Whitney. She's throwing it out the window to advance the show and to continue and to make sure, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does. I, it it did blow my mind a little bit, which is why that's I'm like whole, literally staring at you in yeah, shock. That's my read. That's my theory about it. Because I I hear you yes. and I love a theory. Because I think that Whitney's reaction to whatever she said Heather did to her, I forget whatever she said. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
I mean, I think that Whitney doesn't, I, I Whitney first off feels that Heather lied to her by saying, you know, whether or not I heard about the, um, having sex with someone for like you or blowing someone for Utah jazz tickets or whatever the fuck it was. Like if I choose not to hear it versus not hearing it, Whitney felt like Heather was lying about that conversation taking place. But I feel like, but she apologized that for that. She said she didn't hear it. Like, like, can we just move on? Like, why does she, I don't think that Whitney is like insane. Like I thought that her reaction was a little bit over was too overblown to explain that completely. But I feel like Whitney is reacting to the idea that Heather isn't being a particularly good friend. Like Whitney has decided to change the framework and interaction and how they act out. And I don't mean that in a performative way, but Mm -hmm. like maybe a little also like how they are friends, like the, the positioning of their friendship, the way that they communicate with each other, where I think Whitney sometimes in real time, isn't a, a great communicator but I do see her point. I feel like she's just tired of being mistreated in her eyes by Heather. I see that. But I see that for sure. I still just, it doesn't all add up to me, basically. And I'm like, they're supposedly like literally like basically family. They've been close for so long. There's something more to it. And maybe maybe from her side, it also has to do with the fact that Heather's she thinks that Heather is lying or, or not taking her side. And, but it, it, the, the, there's, there's a, there's a element of it about that pertains to being in on, front the of like, on a show 100%, 100%. that they can't talk about. And so it's becoming, it's, it's not coming across. It's coming across as like, okay, we're going in circles kind of with right. them on the show. And it's right. like, there's something else here. Uh, that I absolutely yes. agree with. And so I think, and I, from Heather's perspective, that's what I think it is. Do you think it's possible that maybe they had had these kinds of conversations and there had been some sort of understanding about yeah. the ways it was going to be discussed on camera and then Heather pulled out? Sure. Where it's like, Whitney's um, like, I thought we were in this together. Now you're hanging me out to dry. What the fuck? Sure. I think there's, that's definitely possible. And I think that there's also, I, I would not be surprised if Whitney and Heather also like, you know that we're in it to win it together from the get like yeah. like let's not go against each other blah, blah blah like you know and they both maybe they both went against that you know maybe yeah. they both took their took back their word I mean it makes me think a little bit about the Robin and Giselle of it all because I remember Robin said I think it was on watch what happens live like after some of the episodes directly involving Chris mm-hmm. when I think that there was a question posed to her of like are you know how is your friendship with Giselle because you you obviously disagree with her strongly about what took place and the reaction to whatever else and her response was something along the lines of like we're fine like we can disagree with each other it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. our friendship must end which I I thought, regardless of how you feel about their behavior this season, was an incredibly emotionally mature response. Yes, I mean that's how that's how it should be. And it that's, should be, and that's how the best franchises operate. That's how yes. New York always operated. Like Beverly Hills back in the be- day. Like, like that's that's how the best franchises ha- go. Aspects like, of Jersey. They, you can have hiccups. You can mm-hmm. have disagreements. You don't have to see eye to eye on literally everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to back up each other blindly mm-hmm. to be tight, thick as thieves. Like, I love that. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. And like. That's it's just like the 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 blind allegiance whenever it's happening on any city is just not fun to watch either. It's like okay, come on, like we're not being rational here. I mean, I just feel like there's always an expiration point on it. A hundred percent, and I think it's also interesting. I think that probably I bet you Lisa Barlow thought that Meredith and her were sort of like gonna be like that after the first season, and that their the foundation of their friendship clearly wasn't as strong as she maybe thought it was. Um, 
but yeah, I just, I just think, and I think that like, it's frustrating on Salt Lake because I think that Salt Lake is this flame that's burning so quickly and so, so mm. brightly and so quickly. Like it's, mm-hmm. they're, they've put in, they've put in some fucking work the past two and a half seasons, but it scares me about like what the future of the show could be. And like, I haven't really enjoyed this season until this past week. Like, really? Yeah. It's been, it's been like a, just a little too, I don't know. Like it's just, it's too much. Like it's. It does. It does. I don't know. I can't really explain why it doesn't hit for me. Maybe it's because it's too much. It's gotten too dark and deep. And because like, of the Jen stuff, you think, or because of the way these no, women or just even hate just each like, other. Kind of that. Yeah. Like it's like Meredith and Lisa like can't move on. Like I understand why Meredith won't move on, but like also like let's move on. Maybe because yeah. we're on show. Like the Heather and Whitney stuff is really dark to me. Honestly, mm. Jen, I can't. I don't really like watching her. Like I, it's, mm-hmm. it's all performance to me. Kate Casey tweeted that actually the who also hosts a podcast she tweeted something like literally everything Jen has done on this entire show has been a performance and I completely agree with that um it's just it's it's hard to, it's it's been hard to watch this season like I don't, I have not really enjoyed it that much um and I don't like complaining about housewives because I, I ultimately mean, I ultimately I love watching them part of being but, a no I know but um yeah like this is the first episode where it was like a little lighter mm-hmm. it was still dramatic mm-hmm. but like we were fighting about dumping a thing on somebody's head and who paid who like it wasn't about right. somebody committing a crime or or lying I don't know you know what I mean yeah I so it's I don't know it's uh I think they're they're burning <laughs> the flame is burning really fast with Salt Lake and I I kind of wanted to, to like slow down a little bit how do you think do you think that the fire will go out when Jen is seemingly no longer available to film yeah um i don't think it's going to go out i think okay. i think we'll change the show dramatically um i think that they will probably i mean they seem like they're doing this on like a lot of the franchises right now which is like the extended pause mm-hmm. um they definitely will need that because there's only a certain pool of women in salt lake city who can be cast on a show like this mm-hmm. they, they need to figure out what's what it can look like moving forward i mean who knows what the rest of the season holds but um i don't foresee jen being on the show and like <laughs> anytime after this season um and yeah i mean i think there's there's definitely a future for the show i mean like barlow meredith whitney and heather are superstars all superstars exactly they're all really solid housewives yeah they like, are they like really are like you can't really i don't think you can really argue with that like they mm-hmm. have their moments up and down but you know in the middle there they all average out to be really great housewives mm-hmm. um so just, I mean, maybe Angie Kay can improve herself more throughout, throughout the season. Maybe Deanna will, I mean, she seems like she lights up into Jen at the end of the season. So maybe right. she'll, there's definitely possibility there. It's just sort of like they started out with such a bang that like, I think they felt like they needed to continue this like really intense forward momentum. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't need to happen that fast. I just came back from the salon and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. 
I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way, Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I think that you are a really intuitive person in the housewife space, which makes me wonder your thought and prediction of how the reunion will go. Do you think that Jen will be invited to attend? I don't think she'll be invited to attend. Yeah, interesting. Especially especially because I'm pretty sure... Because he tweeted that they're going to film it soon. So it, I bet you that... It, I, yeah, bet, yes I, I bet you that the scheduling was around her sentencing. Her sentencing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of... I bet you it depended on that. Mm-hmm. And if she was... Whatever she was sentenced to, I think I think that, I think they were actually really serious about doing a one-on-one with her, mm-hmm. depending on what happened with the sentencing. Um, but now that it's not till January, so I... Crazy. I just don't... No. If they don't... They didn't invite her to BravoCon. They're not going to invite her to the reunion. They didn't invite her to BravoCon, but she still showed up. But she didn't up. show up to actual BravoCon. She showed up to the hotel. She couldn't get it, but she... It's so fascinating when you hear the stories that Tamara shared right. and that others shared. Right. But like, but she was in the hotel. She wasn't actually at Javits Center. No, no, no. She right. wasn't. But also, they actively made sure she wouldn't be. She tr- right. allegedly tried to get right. into one of the cars, yeah. and they were like, you're and not... Me, you're and, not welcome yeah, here. And, and like, I, I see this this like thread of like comparing it to like Teresa and how Teresa's like allowed to still... And it's like... Teresa defrauded the government, <laughs> like through her husband. Like Jen has defrauded 
countless elderly people and took their money. Like there's a huge difference there to me. Like I understand. And she also, yeah. So anyway, I don't see them inviting her to the reunion. Well, it's also the difference between being a passive participant yes. and like the person at the top of the fucking food chain here totally. where the federal government is like, totally. we're coming for you yeah. last because you're our finale. Yeah. Everyone had already like been informants about her. So like, or, or whatever. So I don't have the legal jargon. It's fine. <laughs> been informants. That works. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, it's hard because she has been like sort of, the biggest most obvious star from Mm -hmm. salt lake she's never fully hit for me to be honest Mm. just i've never really fully like warmed to her Mm -hmm. because it never felt genuine um so it's gonna be interesting but i it's uh, i don't know i'm kind of i'm kind of speechless we'll know the decision soon obviously because he did just tweet about the questions which makes me think it's gonna film in the next couple i think they're gonna film before the holiday for sure the holidays for sure and her sentencing isn't until i want to say january 6th mm-hmm. what a date don't don't say that date. um <laughs> what a date um yeah i don't think i don't think they'll i think and i i still think they would potentially want to do a one-on-one with her yeah andy and her just to get answers because i think the bra was pissed at her like she lied to everybody obviously so um but i don't foresee her sitting on that couch do you think that they were almost depending on her going to trial as she so as she said for so long she wanted to do yeah I mean, yeah, I think that the the way that she was doubling down and tripling down and mm. quadrupling down on, on her, her innocence, innocence, not even just saying she was innocent, like having these like staged one-on-one scenes at her house with yeah. like different people and like whatever that to like to anybody watching that would be like, okay, she's, she's in this till the very fucking end, maintaining her innocence and seeing what they, so the, the, the reversal is just. I think it caught literally every single person off guard. There's also a difference between maintaining innocence and just saying things that literally don't make sense, which is probably totally. how you can enable yourself to continue defrauding people for so long. Like what Tamara said happened in that hotel where she said Jen was telling everybody, you know, she was going to get off and like not get any jail time. And this is after she pled, which is wild. a wild thing to say. And maybe something, a part of Jen's personality, she's, convinced herself to feel it which makes me like watching that scene where she's talking about sending her lawyers another 200k and this money should be going to her child's like medical school education and then hearing her say to the whomever it was at the um house in san diego like oh this room will work because i'll have glam it's like babe Listen, your glam for this one trip isn't $200,000, but like, are we not thinking? I don't think she thinks that she has to abide by the rules that even her lawyers would set. And and which makes me think, like, is there something we don't know that like she knows that or is she just that delusional? Like, is there something that like the latter? Right. But I'm just like, she's going to go to jail for 10 years, right? Like, I, uh, I, I, I have said for a minute that I thought it was going to be 10. Right. So it's like. I don't know. It's just, it's wild. It's really wild to watch. And it's, you just have to wonder, like, is this the effect of like stardom? Like, is she like, so, I don't know. She was running this fraud for many, no, many I know years that, before just, Salt Lake. But, but, and I don't think the, her character but the, had changed. But the insistence on like, get that she's going to get away with it somehow or not go to jail or still be on the show or be able or should be able to go to like should be able to go to BravoCon. like why does she think that I just don't why wouldn't she like the way that she has performed and seemingly deeply felt yeah. the narcissism of it all 
way, way preceded all of this stuff. Why would we think she would be humbled or grounded when she's still saying, I didn't do it? Like, there is a connective thread here that is consistent behavior. It's just so wild. It's so wild. Like, if my favorite detail from the Tamara story. Oh my God, that Tamara story was fucking wild. Jen just like was like, oh, you have glam here for me? She just like used her She glam. walked into Tamara's room and was like, oh, is this for me? And Heather's fa- Heather was a, Heather was part of the... Heather was... The people that walked in with her, apparently. What do you didn't, mean? Didn't somebody say at that panel, like, oh, Heather, weren't you with her too? Or something like that? Well, I mean... She was with her like in the hotel hallways. I am very confused about the Heather participation in all of this. Like, did Heather invite Jen or did Jen invite herself and decide that they were going together and be travel buddies? I, mean, I think Jen's been spending a lot of time in New York. Because that's where yeah, she's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> work tried, is called for her, right? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know, man. Like, but Heather's face during that panel when they she were all talking about it, she was faced. not happy. Which she was not I'm happy. sure she wasn't happy. I'm sure the connection of it is uncomfortable. But Very. I also think she's thinking in in her head, like Jen's going to be looking at how I react, or maybe she feels like a You're part right, of like, her, but her like, job. Why does is... she still care about that? That's what I don't understand. Why does she still care about that? Why? Yeah, it's it is one of those things where like. What is it? What's that fucking phrase? I'm going to fuck this up. Apologies. But like every nobody, everybody is a, every sinner needs a saint or something. Yeah. Did I just make that up in my I head? Guess so. There's like I some mean, sort of, I don't know. Think about guys and dolls. Like there's just some sort of like, there is the idea that like part of Heather's idea of friendship is supporting Jen. No matter what. No matter what, because she feels like this person needs a friend now more than ever, which is all fine and good if you want to feel that way. Obviously hoping that you're also acknowledging the victims of this and like the ways that your friend really isn't the person that you thought. So if you want to be friends with this person, maybe acknowledge that they are a different person according to the federal government than the person who present you knew. Right. Because like, I would think it would be uh, important to know a person's behavior it's just it's yeah. not just like a flat line of like totally. i have to support and, them and, it's and, like who are you supporting and she thinks that it's it's a show of bad friendship if you were if you were to be somebody who to dis who, if like you were good friends with jen shaw and you started mm. to, to distance yourself from her mm-hmm. she thinks that's being a bad friend which like <laughs> at some point you got to save yourself you know what i mean you don't want to go down with a sinking ship and it's like not that heather's going to go down with the sinking ship but like the association isn't great and I, I mean, know. and alliances on housewives are important. Of and it's course, like, but she's not going to be on the show anymore. Yeah, there's that too. I mean, that does make things, and I don't mean to be incredibly insensitive, but like, who gives a shit? Like, there is also the idea of like, she's not going to be around much anymore. So like, let's just play this out and then we'll keep it moving. Exactly. But then you think of the ways that friendship is viewed between, again, Heather and Whitney, mm-hmm. where there is not seemingly, maybe it's because it's it was realer, where it's like, this person is pissing me off, so I'm going to say that. Or maybe it's because Heather felt like she was in the power position with that friendship. And so she's like, how, why are you coming at me of all people? I don't know. But it is, it's fascinating because it is it's very really different. It's when, a, it's when a real long-lasting friendship meets a show like this where you have to have alliances and they have to change mm. up. Where does that, where does that go? Yeah. Which is Ellen, which is Ellen Robin. It stays strong with Whitney and Heather. It's not, I think, I think they can get back to a place where they can be good friends again, especially mm-hmm. for the sake of the show. But I'm trying to think of like other long lasting friendships that came into a show like this, but um, I don't know, like Marisol and Alexia, they're, they're in it to win, they're it. In it, to win it together. Apparently mm-hmm. they have some sort of argument this season, but like they're on a good terms now. So it's like, they know how to move forward. Um, Maybe the real friendships are the ones that can move forward. You yeah. have these big bumps. 
you know, I think, <laughs> I don't know why I'm thinking about Dallas right now, maybe because you were lighting the Tiffany moon candle, but Brandy and Stephanie, they were best friends for like one or two seasons. And then they had a huge falling out right. and they were friends again. So it happens. And know. also that was a part, allegedly the reason for the fallout was because of blogs that Stephanie was contractually obligated to write or have written whatever for bravotv.com and Brandy being upset with what was a part of it, which affected their real friendship, which had existed for so many years prior to the show. You know what? Maybe they need to bring back the blogs. Those those oh those, God, those sometimes blog. play Carol's th- blogs. Those could play such a pivotal role sometimes. And like that's what you were saying earlier about the tweets where they need this sort of extra the space comment section to of Bravo TV blogs or the original Twitter. Listen, yeah. like the, the 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 blogs did that. They really for a did. It was a serve. Time. And when comments were allowed before that, they were absolutely taken away because it was. I never lived so in the comments sad. on those. Oh, I, f- I have never written a comment, but I fucking read the shit oh out God, of them. So funny. It was psycho because people would be like, you're you're the worst. You're the devil. Blah, blah, blah. On someone being like, so about those lollipops. <laughs> like my favorite flavor of candy. Oh, my God. It was nuts. Hashtag bring back the blogs. Hashtag bring back the blogs it was and i know it's like another thing that these women had to do and they're so and now you have after shows yeah, on youtube so many interviews. the after shows press. have replaced it yeah i think the after shows have replaced it but do you I, watch all the after shows i do i was looking for salt lake cities before we started recording we're recording this on thursday and i didn't see it it didn't hadn't gone up i'm i, I is does, I know, I'm, I'm bad i like always i kind of forget about them sometimes oh that i remember i don't remember watch what happens oh, but i I'm, do remember the after shows. I'm, I'm religious about watch what happens like, i should that's be, like honestly maybe my favorite show on tv like i love it's like so it's comforting you know what's your dream guest Oof, i love when a celebrity who really knows yes. their shit is paired with a good housewife yes that's what i love yeah you know what i mean yeah like even heather i think last season was on, last season was on with lucas gage the guy from what oh my god season, White so Lotus, good. and that was a great episode like i don't know why that just popped into my head no but, but that like, was it's so smart yeah, that's a good example of like something that worked i have to say very excited that friend of the show matt rogers is going to be doing an upcoming episode with candace oh that's an iconic is and has been and we've talked about her on ag like he is a candy stan he is a basset hound and i think that that is going to be such a good app if they want the viral moment they're gonna have a duet to drive back right Right? he (gasps) said he sings in a lost culture all the time he sang at their live show i think so I'm putting that out in the universe. I want that to happen. Also, guys, shout out to Matt Rogers Christmas special, which yes. premieres on Showtime tomorrow, tomorrow which will be Friday. yesterday for you guys listening to this episode. I uh, He invited me to the taping at Joe's Pub. You were there? I was there. Oh I God, was screaming. Fine. I cried multiple times. It was so good. And I said this to him after, and I think after on a, the last time he was on, but to see someone just fulfill their destiny and like be able he's starring in it's really cool and oh, Christmas it's cool it was just it's cool incredible. of showtime to also give him that opportunity after i love that for you that yeah, show that it he, just makes it, so much sense totally and so I much think, synergy and what's cool about them I mean, we're not gonna talk about bravo anymore but like what's cool about that also is somebody i've listened to last Colch for years Ever. now and Same. like you know, Bowen had his moment earlier than him and 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 he didn't get SNL at the same year that Bowen got it. Yeah. And for him to have it's sort of it's been a slower burn for him, but it's it's no less rewarding, I don't think. And it's it's cool to watch that happen for him. I think for any of the Katie's, for any of the readers the who Katie's. have loved and celebrated Matt Absolutely. Rogers as like his own superstar for years, it's great to see totally. him 
you know, because they are such, I think what works for their friendship is because they do exist in different universes and then they come together in their friendship IRL and then on Last College. And to see Matt killing it on his show on Showtime and now with the Christmas special. Guys, yeah, I am a Jew telling you no better way to celebrate and ring in fucking Hanukkah whenever the fuck that is than by watching Matt Rogers Christmas special because... I mean, my God, Hanukkah, Harry and Santa are collabing (laughs) on this. They have come together and said, watch the fuck out of this special because it's really it is so much fun. It's so much fun. Showtime sent me some cookies with his face on it. I didn't get a fucking cookie. Can you believe I have a friend who works in like the programming. Tell them to send me a box. I know. But there's a little card in there that was like things to do or it's like the holiday checklist or something. And it was like, you know, wrap the presents, whatever. Fuck that Grinch. (laughs) Watch my special. (laughs) Showtime, if you're listening, which you're definitely not, where is my promo material from (laughs) Matt Rogers? Send it to the cloth. Listen, Gibson Johns, you know I die for you. You know I'm obsessed with you. This was so fun. We kind of we kind of really got into it this time, didn't we? We did, but I think we always do. Do we not? No, but just this one felt good. This one felt extra good. (laughs) I don't know. Just in time for the holidays. I'm just like feeling it. It's a little hot in here. Toasty. I do. I like close the my doors. My water the is gone. Oh my god! You can no, have I just, my. I just finished it. Okay, well I'll have another for you. <laughs> Everyone listening's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, not at all. Listen, continuing um the idea of keeping the conversation going. Tell the ags where they can listen to your podcast, upcoming guests, how to follow you on social, yes, all that yes, good stuff. Yes. So my podcast is called We Should Talk. Just search for that any podcast platform. This week was Kiki Palmer. Next mm. week is Nicole from Miami. Phenomenal. Um, we had Farah and Alexia, which is Kyle's daughters recently okay. from Beverly Hills. So we kind of, it's Bravo and non-Bravo. Um, you can follow me at Gibsonoma, G-I-B-S-O-N-O-M-A on Twitter and Instagram. And I also have a sub stack that I just launched. So find Ooh. that link in bio, hashtag link in bio. Um, yeah, I, just, I needed a place that I didn't want to rely on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is, is scary I mean, and it could be disappearing. It's doing a little series finale in, in two right two seconds. So um, subscribe there. And um, yeah, those are my plugs. I love it. And speaking of plugs and subscribing, guys, if you're not following the Andy's Girls Patreon, supporting this little pod, keeping it going through the holiday season, and as a delightful little reward, getting exclusive bonus episodes, what are you even doing with your life? Three literally three bonus episodes went up this week alone. Each of them are an hour to an hour plus. I have a little ditty about the Psych 101 around Teddy and John's Watch What Happens Live, which I absolutely did watch as well as the after show. A fascinating journey that I absolutely unpacked on Patreon. Interesting, fascinating, definitely weird vibes, and uh, Satchel Spectacular as well as you know, Satchels of Gold are your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns, named in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Clorn Ben Simone, which you can message to me on Instagram, and a bonus episode with the Neighborhood Hype Girl talking about Low Country and White Lotus, and a new episode with Brands by Bravo talking about her Real Housewives of New York rewatch, Housewives Then and Now, and the future of New York, and so much more. So so guys, support the AG Patreon. I love you forever at patreon.com slash Girls. You can follow me on social, on Instagram exclusively at Dame Galley. And do you know what I did last night? What? I can't believe I did it. People have been asking me about it. And I was like, fuck, is it, is it the holiday season? I did my, um, I did my holiday card. Which you know is I an live, event. I live for the I have to pare down. I'm, my list for the card this year is going to be 
not so. It's you're, always Bravo you're, themed. You're making that list and you're checking it twice. I am making that list. I'm checking it twice. It's also color coded. And you will be getting my little universal ho ho ho. Enough about my hinge profile. Please confirm your address. <laughs> it is it's a it's a good one this year, I have to say. There was I mean, one it thing I changed. And always Thank is you. Good. I my do favorite, it's always spicy. My it's favorite always spicy. Was you with portion and boot. Yeah, me with portion of boot. I changed the light on it so it looked like there was like an angel spotlight yeah, over her. That and was then good. it was that like was art. that was art. I forget what it was like from me and like the Christmas angel or something. There somewhere. was like a sassy little caption. She followed me after that, which I was like extremely. Love I was that like, for you. Oh my Porsche god. Porsche for real. Also, um, Mazel Tov to Porsche, who just Mazel got married, and her seven wedding dresses or whatever, and her like thirty-five. All of her posts or on whatever. Instagram are like I, these yeah. gorgeous. Has there ever been a more beautiful bride? Aside you, from me and Chris Manzo on my head, <laughs> like we're tied. I think. I think so too. So I, I future bride, right? I mean, someone Bring get that me rose, the- baby. <laughs> I know, I need to. Someone get me that wedding budget. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. On that note, guys, I hope you're doing okay. Enjoy this episode, Lord knows I did. And we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.